Hello. Hello. Um, so this is episode two of the Champagne Socialist Handover. Hello. How exciting. That's great. This is our second go at this, which is why this feels harder. <laughs> um, so hello to all, probably two of our listeners. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Um, thanks for everyone who stuck with us for the good times and the bad. We really appreciate that. Um, it's um, made possible by you, our amazing listeners, and we won't forget you. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, we don't think we're there yet. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're, no, we are. We're that popular yet. Let them know their values. Okay. Um, Your goes well, talk about something this week. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, month. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this week I want to talk about an area of like stress for me. Um, so protest. So my first protest was when I was a student against tuition fees. And I got my banner, and there's a dancing people, there were thousands of us on the street. Um, but then we got kettled, and Classic. there were loads of police horses that were really scary, and people shouted at us from their buildings saying, do some work, and we were like, we haven't got a job, we're students. And... Problems, yeah. <laughs> sold our futures, yeah. And it was, it got a bit scary. And then, after all of that, they just raised them anyway. So... Why is why has this come up for you now, Lauren? Well, I'm just kind of like, I'm not very happy with the world. Yeah. Not in a maudlin way. And so I, I'm thinking... Why aren't people protesting more? Why aren't we out in the streets when we hear about homeless people dying or like austerity causing such a gap between rich and poor stuff? But now I'm like, actually, do people see that protest is worth it? Yeah. Is it like too much of a personal cost? And is there too much of a stigma around it? There's for- terrible stuff happening in the world every day. Why aren't we on the streets doing something about yeah, it? Yeah, why don't we care? Even the stuff that's in the UK. Mm. Like, why don't we care that our UK government is selling... Saudi Arabia, loads of weapons that are killing children. We do care. Maybe we do care. No, but, but not that much. I know. So that's, so that's, like, that's what I'm kind of thinking, have people got kind of, I think it's more, because even myself, I double check myself before I sign up for a protest now. I think, is it going to be hassle? Is it like an approved protest or will we be villainized by press and the authorities yeah. that be what's the police presence going to be like how what's do you risk? make yourself heard effectively yeah. in this day and age is it just going to be ignored by the media is it going to be ignored by the media or underplayed or villainized by exactly. the media yeah it's tricky so is protest worth it is there any point in protesting so i've, I've thought this is an excellent time for me to say how I feel. Okay. Um, I went on a protest last weekend and... That surprises me. I, I have decided that it was effective. Because you went on it. Because I went on it and no doubt had a big personal impact on it. But you're right. Why do we only, why do we only go on protests like once every year? Or like, well, I think a good topic to pick up on would be the Trump baby. The Trump baby. The Trump baby. So... I so Trump baby. The Trump baby was inflated when I hate that baby. Yeah, I know you hate the baby. And um, when Trump came to visit, um, just to show how ridiculously infantile he was, and it was a humorous take on quite a serious situation. Because at the end of the day, the so-called leader of the free world is arguably a bigot, potentially a rapist, and there's nothing we can do about it. Can you say that about the president? I said um, arguably. 
Okay, does yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Also, and also, country, kind of is. so it's fine. Yeah, yeah okay, so, it's all good. Yeah, it's all fine. I, I doubt he listens. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if he did? No. In a way, I think that would be quite good. Okay. Because mm-hmm. we'd be like quite a direct impact. Yeah, sure. He technically does listen to okay. criticism. Yeah. What is effect- He's known for that? <laughs> what is the point of protest? How do you protest effectively? No, no, no. So I thought that was a really good way of bringing attention to an issue. Yeah. While so it was like a comedic effect. Lots of attention, but then you get people listening to the core issues like we don't want him here. So I thought it was really effective, but you hated the baby. Why did I hate the Trump baby? I don't know. Passing my mind back. So I thought you were just like a massive like anti-protester. I was like, why do you hate the protest? I think protest is great, and I'm a hypocrite because I don't go on many protests. I've been on like maybe five in my life, but I think that in this day and age, we need to be more interesting and more exciting about the way we protest and i feel like doing direct things like standing in the way of things and like lying down in shops you know that kind of like classic move i think we should be doing that more but we're not so now would you be against the baby i am still against the baby because i think that's the baby the baby was juvenile and it was unproductive okay that yeah, I think social media has a place, but um, but I think that you have to be willing to... I think you're, you cut through a lot of shit and a lot of distortion. If you're willing to say what you say on Twitter with your hashtag and put it into actual action, like, it's like... This, this is what I'm saying. How do you put it into actual action? Well, that's the thing. Because that that's a lot of effort. No, it isn't, though. So, for instance, oh, I really care about the environment. Let me just use my single plastic used, like, wrapped avocados or half the... All those, um, what's called it, cabbage steaks. Like... It is more cost-effective to get avocados in the wrapping. Is it though? It's a systemic problem. Have we'll you, come back have you to, even tried? We'll come back to that. Anyway, but like, oh, I really care about homeless people, yet I will not even smile or say hello or treat like a human the homeless person on the way to the road. Or I really care about sustainability, but I'm going to buy loads of stuff from Primark. Like, we can make changes in our life. If you're going to put a hashtag about it, then actually do something about it. Like, talk about things. See what you can do. For, like, I'm, I'm not saying, I do realise that sometimes action is impossible because of like financial conditions or other conditions. Like for instance, I would love to, love's a bit of a strong word. I would, I see the value in not eating any meat products. But meat is delicious. Meat is delicious. Mm. And I have a billion allergies and I think I would die (laughs) if I became a vegan. So, but is it more important for you to say hello to the homeless person down the road or would it be more useful overall for an effective social media campaign raising awareness of homelessness and then it, everyone goes all three pounds to shelter it's all but this is what I'm saying. so there are lots of different things you can do that are like little acts of protest and rebellion and like but i think you have to be willing change. to do the radical community level and the nice sanctions donate to a charity volunteer level i think we have to be willing to do all of them mm. I think that's the only way we can be effective. And I think that the only way to do that is, yes, we have the digital platforms. We need to talk to real people. We need to meet up. We need to strategize because all of this kind of digital campaigning means we all feel like such individuals. And as individuals, we're not effective. As individuals? Wait, what? <laughs> as individuals, we're not effective? No, we are. Yeah. But so if we act collectively, we're effective. Yes. Okay. Like Rosa Parks, we only know about her because there was a massive 
first boycott movement. She was part of a movement. She was talking to activists already. Yeah. So, sorry, I love that Doctor Who episode. You have to watch it. It was so good. Okay. But, um, yeah, so we need to come together, meet up, actually talk. And also... But, I think, so I think, but my problem, my difficulty with that is people won't. Like, I won't do that. But you will. When you but talk I, to your but friends. I, but I don't think I will. Yeah, you talk to your friends about this stuff. But, like, in terms of, like, wider useful action, I feel like saying meet up as communities and organise stuff is not actually that accessible. Well, I think it is, but I think it's... I think, I think people, are, I think, people are busy. Like, I think like, not a, lot of, a lot of participation protest has to be remote now. I don't think... I know, I don't think people are that busy. And I think people... I think the other thing is, when people talk about things in person, they'll realise how important it is. I think when you see things on the screen, it's very easy to dismiss. Mm. But if you meet your local person and we have real anecdotes, you think, oh, actually, shit, I need to be doing something about this. Yeah. I can't do it all my time because I have, like, five children and, like, a full-time job. But I can do this or I can hand up flyers on this day. The more people we get involved in the movement, the more effective it can be, the more people can participate. But the ultimate aim being to do what? Get everyone out on the street? No, to make a change. And if having a mass protest is how you do it, then that's how you do it. But I think there are lots of little things you can do on the way that will actually affect change. What were you initially anxious about? Well, I just think there's a stigma. So I think that when I first went, I went to one of my first protests whilst I was in my new job, I was worried about telling people about it. So I think I have this, uh, maybe different things, but I feel like going on protests can be a bit pretentious and a bit oh, kind really? of like... I, I feel that and like, I feel that I would be seen as a troublemaker or a delinquent. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think it, I'm not sure whether that's the kind of racial fear that, as a tall black woman, I would be seen as such. In addition to the fact that I'm protesting and there's a strong police presence, I'm not sure whether that makes me nervous. But I'm worried that I'll be seen as. I get worried about being seen as a delinquent. But then I managed to talk myself out of that. And I was just like, mm. Joe, what? I'm going to protest anyway. And then I managed to get a few people to protest with me. So, yay. So maybe this is a thing. We need to be able to, we need to find a way to make protests more inclusive than they currently are. Because they're quite exclusionary things. Like that, almost everyone was white on the People's Vote March, for instance. Yeah. Like pretty much everyone was middle class. Yeah. You would guess. I mean, I think it's a fair assumption to make. So maybe there's work to be done to make this kind of direct action more accessible for people. I think that's it. I think I think maybe actually I think you've just you've just summarised what I think I was trying to say. Uh, I think that Twitter's good with your friends. Uh, Protest is probably good for your middle class mates. But community action is maybe the way to and dialogue and actually talking to people is a way to actually have an intersection. And so we can come together rather than being all these different fractions. But anyway, we're coming to the end. But I've got one more fun fact. Just say really it. Just say it randomly. Would you like to know? And I'm sure our listeners obviously would like to know. Off. Um, would you like to know what the largest peaceful gathering of people in history ever is? Sure, because you've prepared it, and I feel bad. I have prepared it, and that's a really interesting fact. Do you have any guesses at all? No. no. Okay, I'm about to butcher this name. Believed to be the largest peaceful gathering ever. Um, it is the Kum Mela. <laughs> that is for you to say. <laughs> which is held every 12 years. It's a Hindu festival. And in 2013, oh. 30 million Hindu pilgrims met up in the same location in Uttar Pradesh in India nice. for a festival. 
Sounds amazing. Not a protest, but a very large gathering of people. Thank you for that fun fact. You are more than welcome. That's that's such a nice, wholesome note to end on. And everyone should write to their MP. Write to your MPs, join community, community movements, don't be afraid to talk to people. If people escalate it into an argument, you can walk away. Boycott Top Man today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. How do we sign off? How did we do it last time? See ya. Speak to you next time, folks. Laters could be another podcast in two weeks or a month or or six months. months. Who knows? (laughs) Keep you on your toes. Bye.